0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to It's Your Season.life, where we are discovering and living life at any age. I'm Lisa Bosen, and I'm here to introduce you to people like you and me who have rediscovered themselves, stretched their abilities. I hear their stories and think, wow, that is so cool. These are ordinary people doing the extraordinary. So what are we doing? Well, you know how you'd love to hear your peers succeed, get inspired by those who just try? That's us. That's It's Your season. Life. Don't forget to follow us on our website, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I'm there sharing weekly updates and, of course, what's in season, be it people, food, feelings, and nature. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of It's Your Season.life. It is September 22nd, and I have an amazing guest for you, Amy Pellet. She is the owner of Amy's French Market in Denver, and it has been around since 2018. It's an online French marketplace that allows people from all over the world to stroll a French market from the comfort of their very own home. And I'm telling you, I've done it, so I know you can do it. It all started when Amy's friends and family kept asking her to bring them back products from france virtually all of amy's french market products are handmade from artisans in france and i think she just got back so we want to hear about that uh, adventure and so you know you are getting authentic and quality products when you buy in addition to selling french decor she also specializes in posting content that revolves around france and showcasing her travels abroad welcome amy to the program thank you so much
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So I'm so excited because I found you when I uh, came back from France last year, and but I didn't want to trudge back a lot of, uh, we only had one bag, so I couldn't bring back a lot of souvenirs, but I knew what I wanted and I came on, I was like, oh my gosh, she's in Denver and I'm in Fort Collins. <laughs> I was super excited. So I want to hear, let's just kind of jump in and tell us how you got started. This was 2018.
1: Yes, so I started the business in 2018, but um, it probably started a little earlier than that, uh, or the idea, the seed um, for it started earlier than that. Um, in 2001, I did an architectural history seminar in the south of France. Um, my educational and work background up to that point had been in historic preservation and uh, nonprofit fundraising and events. So when I went there to the town of Lacoste, which is now owned by the Savannah College of Art and Design, um, at that time we were sort of the guinea pig group. They were considering buying the school as a satellite to their school. So I went on this three week seminar and it was just unlike anything I had ever experienced. I traveled quite a lot. As a child, my dad felt that was very important, Um, but I never had been to any place like Provence. It was like something out of a movie, eating every meal outside and these beautiful views and the markets, of course, and the food um, just enticed me into learning more about it. So I took several more trips back while I was still working And then I sort of, like many people, thought, you know, I want to do something different. And a few things happened at the same time. Yes, friends would ask me to bring things back for them. Um, And then people would ask me that ubiquitous question, what do you like to do? Well, I like shopping at French markets. (laughs) And then my sister-in-law, at the very same time, came to me and she said, you know, I know you go to France a lot. I'm looking for French fabric. Um, And there's really only one place in the United States online where I can find it. So all of that sort of happened at the same time and it just came together. Um, And here we are.
0: (laughs) It's it's fantastic. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. encourage, we will put everything in the show notes, but definitely encourage, Listeners to go to your website and just really feel like it's a virtual tour and and get in there and buy something, but also just tell me, was it always mm-hmm. online or did was it ever a brick and mortar, or kind of how did you progress through, how you were going to design mm-hmm. this?
1: So when I started, everybody told me, "Oh, you have to have a brick and mortar." And I just didn't want to do that. It was a little bit too big of a start all at once. Um, I thought, oh, that's not as flexible as I would like, you know, having an e-commerce business, one of the best things is the flexibility of it. So I have been online the entire time. Um, I've never had a brick and mortar. And of course, when the pandemic happened, that was a great thing because I didn't have a lease to pay or employees to pay. Um, and... People couldn't travel back themselves so they were looking for this sort of thing um all the francophiles out there so i have never had a brick and mortar
0: Mm-hmm. absolutely very fortunate that you could just keep mm-hmm. rolling with it during during the pandemic and i'm just going to put this plug in just while it's here and it might not fit right here but when you receive your get your purchase the the bot the uh packaging is just so artfully done as well everything you do is just so amazing so i do want to say that i have purchased from you and i was more i was also very much taken aback how beautifully it is presented you do not put anything in there as far as um the the, from the box to the packaging it's just gorgeous when i get it i'm like oh i have a purple box from amy's french market (laughs) So what, is, yeah. what are some of your fav- uh, favorite places to go? Do you repeat? Do you try new places? Tell us a little bit about how you construct your visits when you go.
1: So I do tend to stay in the same areas. Um, when my husband and I travel, we travel in different areas of France. So that's really where I do more of the exploring. But when I'm in Provence, I kind of stay in the same area um, because, and this is one of the other great pieces of my business, because I've made friends and business connections um, in these towns. So I go back. Sometimes they will take me around um, to different places. I have a wonderful woman who helps me sometimes. Her name is Geraldine. The last time I went, um, she took me to this fantastic family-owned lavender farm. And um, it's just nice to go back to the same place sometimes um, because you know people. Most of my exploring is done in other regions of France in terms of buying product. Uh Um, Just recently, my husband and I were in Normandy, and I found that that is a great place for vintage items.
0: Uh
1: and, and of course, other areas as well.
0: What's the funnest find you found? Gosh, could I put any more F's in Ooh. there today? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, what is the coolest thing you found this last trip? What, would, what do you want people to Ooh, really go la- out and explore?
1: The last trip, I, it was very interesting because I went to a lot of vintage markets that I'd been to before, sort of the bigger ones, the nicer ones, um and the prices had changed quite dramatically like everything else but then i started to explore some of the smaller markets um, in the area and that's where i found just some really interesting things i always look for um the herb choppers Mm -hmm. that are shaped like a moon they're called mezzaluna in italy um and i was able to find several many actually um vintage ones so that was a great find those are getting harder and harder to find Mm -hmm. Um, that's one thing that's interesting in the vintage area is that things become more popular and then they become harder to find so you kind Mm -hmm. of have to keep your eyes out for those things but also explore new vintage items as well
0: so you could what what do you what what inspires you about france and other maybe other countries you've traveled mm-hmm. um you know we've all had experience in other areas but what what is it that about france that just is really lights your fire maybe
1: <laughs> well in addition to their sort of outlook on life and taking things slower you know i get caught up in the busyness of life here in the united states running a french business ironically Um, but when you're there it's it's a slower pace it's nice so of course the food and the wine and all of those wonderful things but also my background's in history so Mm -hmm. just being in a place with that much history is it's to me it's amazing i know history bores some people but for myself (laughs) not so much (laughs) um yeah i love history
0: Oh, I, do, I was a, a history yeah. minor and I, um, ah. I, I love history and mm-hmm. uh, I know when we were there last year just driving around and you just happen upon something that's Not even really on, it has one of those brown boards and that's it, but it's really not, (laughs) it's it's not, it's not one of the top 10, but you go and all of a sudden it's, you know, water wheels that were part of a huge grain complex near, I think it was Arl maybe. Yes. It's just, it's a type of travel and, and connection that we just we don't we're so young here in the United States in the big scheme of things absolutely
1: Um, I really quick I um when I first started traveling to France I was not in this business I was still doing historic preservation and I would tell people that I met that I work in historic preservation and they would give me the strangest look because a they were like well what's there's nothing historic in the United States (laughs) and it's (laughs) only 400 years old (laughs) and you know and then they would say historic preservation like we live that it's it's here I knew an author um, who took me to a lingerie store in apt Mm -hmm. that had roman pillars running up through it and Mm -hmm. was built into roman ruins so Mm -hmm. for them they they use their history um, in a way that we don't.
0: Oh, wow, well, I'm going to put that one on my checkbox for next time <laughs> I go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and you're sort of in historic preservation now. You're bringing these things back so that we can enjoy them and appreciate them, wear them, display them, use them. I'm going to go for a yes. stretch on that one a little bit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so what do you love about what you're doing now? Well,
1: I love the flexibility of it. I love the fact that every day is something different. One day I can be doing spreadsheets and taxes and the next day I can be doing a fun project or planning my next trip. So I really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think probably the thing I enjoy the most is just getting to know people. My customers, I have long time customers who share their travel stories with me mm-hmm. They share their backgrounds with me. They share where, they, where they're where they going. Um, they ask for advice for their next trip, which to me is great. I just had somebody who's going on a cooking class with her friend um, near Saint-Rémy in Provence yes. and asked me for recommendations. So it's great to get to meet those people as well as the vendors and the artisans. You know, when I started, I had sort of four uh, things business points of a business model that I really wanted to do, and one of those was to have products that were authentically vintage and all from France, and the newer things to be as much from local small production artisans as I could find. Um, And so I've met those people just by talking and striking up conversations, which I find extremely interesting
0: it it is very interesting and Mm -hmm. even in the last I guess maybe year your product selection has grown so would you take a moment and just share (laughs) kind of give us a visual tour of Mm -hmm. the different products that you have because it does run a spectrum you do have some food you have some what I, mm-hmm. cl- I'm not sure it's clothing, but wearables, and then mm-hmm. household and vintage. And so tell us, kind of give us a, a a visual walkthrough, a verbal walkthrough of what we could expect.
1: Sure. Um, so I would say about half of my products are vintage. I try not to do things that are too old. That doesn't seem to be part of the decorating trend at the moment. Most of my vintage products, are sort of 1900 to 1940s um, through World War II. I find those in little markets everywhere. And then probably the other half is um, just various new products. I have, like you said, I have, um, have Herb de Provence that comes straight from there, not from a big factory. I have um, a wonderful, I call him my olive oil guy. He, he mm-hmm. and his wife run a family farm in the south of Provence and they have truffle honey, They have, which is amazing. It's a slice of actual truffle. It's not this sort of truffle essence that you mm-hmm. find in truffle honey here. He has truffle salt, he has wine, he has olive oil and their farm is amazing because they, they grow their own olive trees for their olive oil. They have their own truffle or the truffles. They have their own bees for the honey. So it's really an amazing place. And a lot of my other products also are similar to that. Um, small production I, uh, salt from Brittany is something I just started carrying. I never really knew much about this fleur de sel that we all covet um, until I went to Brittany this past June and went to the salt marshes. And so I found several small production salt uh, producers who do it the old-fashioned way. They rake the salt off the top of the salt marshes and sell it, you know, just on their own in little stands.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then of course I have lavender, which is a huge hit. Everybody loves lavender, I think, most people. Mm-hmm. So I try to carry as many lavender products as I can. Um, there's a very small producer in So, which is sort of the center of lavender production in Provence, and they make wonderful organic shampoo and soap and all kinds of things. So I try to carry something that might interest anybody, really, who's a Francophile.
0: Yeah, I just, uh, the Florida cell is fair in the mm-hmm. whole process of of how they groom it and harvest it is just fascinating how much labor love and intense and and historical preservation in doing that you know really keeping the model going
1: yeah again they live their history you know this is something that has been in a lot of families for a long time and um, the, the younger generations continue it
0: what is one thing about your business that you didn't expect? That's it could be great. <laughs> it, it, it took off. How about yeah, that? I, I, I was just going to say, I, that is probably the most surprising thing.
1: Um, although I, I, I think it may be more surprising to other people. When I first started this, people sort of looked at it, friends and family, as like, oh, this is just a nice little hobby thing she's going to do, and she'll put up this little website. And from the beginning, I... That is not what I envisioned. I wanted um, a real business that um, could lend something to travel and Mm -hmm. in addition to products. Um, And so the fact that it's taken off is amazing. Um, You asked before if we had had um, an online or a brick and mortar store and we haven't but I am starting to do a few small festivals in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, I did the French festival um, in July in Larimer Square so that was great Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm going to do a few more Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: and I'm doing some advertising and I'm hopefully going to start a blog so Mm -hmm. things are busy in a really great way
0: it it is I I think Mm -hmm. I originally found you on Etsy with Mm -hmm. the aprons because i wanted more aprons and i didn't pack enough (laughs) back to bring home and i'm like well i want everyone to have an apron (laughs) and pretend that you know they're in france and they're in their in their kitchen and i found yours and that's when i thought oh my gosh she's in denver she's like super close (laughs) Uh, so what are you thinking would be like the next cool product What might be uh, something that's starting to intrigue you when you go back?
1: Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, I, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've sort of, I feel like I've kind of explored a lot of the products that I want to offer. And when I find new products, a lot of times it's really just me coming across them the way you would if you traveled to a market. It's not usually something I have in mind. Beforehand, it's something I come across and think that would be really cool to have.
0: So you started in 2018, and mm-hmm. uh, almost like a second career. What what advice mm-hmm. would you tell anyone else who's thinking, you know, I want to do a shift? How do, mm-hmm. how would you go about doing that shift? And and gosh, it sounds like you have a dream job right now. So. <laughs> I hear, that a lot. I, <laughs> <laughs> I hear
1: that a lot. I don't know. I hear that a lot. and I do feel, in a lot of ways, that I have a dream job. I wake up every day and am excited to do it. Um, I guess my advice would first be to come up with a plan of what you really want and how you're going to be different. Um, in e-commerce, like I said, I came up with four things. One was to have authentic artisans and authentic vintage products. The other thing was to have the nice packaging. I thought, aren't we all tired of that yellow padded envelope from Amazon showing up at our doorstep? Like, I want to be different. I want people to be excited when they get something from me. And then I also thought I really want nice photographs. I don't want like the white background. I want it to be photographed. I take as many of the photographs as I can when I'm there. Um, and then finally, I just wanted it to be okay for people to just come and look and not feel pressure to buy. I have many people who say, oh, I can't afford your products, but I just love looking at your website. And that's great. I don't mind that at all. Um, so, so having a plan on how you're going to be different is, is a big piece of it. I would also encourage people to do everything you can yourself at the beginning Really, the only thing I didn't do was develop the website, um, but I currently manage it all. I do my own listings. I do all my own photographs. I do. I learned all of the shipping piece of the equation um, on my own, and I even do my own taxes. So it's important, I think, to have a handle on every piece of your business from the beginning. At some point. You can hire people but at least you'll know what's going on in those aspects of any business you do Mm -hmm. not just e-commerce but it's important for you to know that and then finally just do it it you Mm -hmm. know start small Mm -hmm. you don't have to invest uh, you know a hundred thousand dollars i started out extremely small i brought a few suitcases home with items and shipped a few boxes and now i have big boxes showing up on my doorstep from France I just got two big ones yesterday so oh, yay. <laughs> yeah I know and it's more aprons believe it or not
0: <laughs> yeah. they're so beautiful yes. they're just fantastic yes and who those are
1: done them? yeah oh, sorry those are done um by a seamstress not mm-hmm. they're not made in a big factory um mm-hmm. she makes them for me so mm-hmm. yeah they're great
0: oh they're great I just I feel like a French princess cooking <laughs> <am> I? <laughs> I mean I almost hate to I'm like just don't get them dirty. Just feel yes. pretty. Just feel pretty
1: <laughs> I usually wear like an old apron when I'm doing the actual cooking. And then mm-hmm. when I have guests over, I'll put the pretty apron mm-hmm.
0: on. <laughs> and you have a newsletter, right? We can, mm-hmm. People can connect to stay connected with you. Yep. You have a newsletter, correct?
1: Absolutely. We have a mailing list. I try to let people know when we have new products and mm-hmm. things that are going on. And then... Hopefully, when I find time, um, I am going to start a travel blog as well as part of the um, equation.
0: So, I love the idea of a travel blog, and uh, because um, you know, some people might be afraid to travel. I don't know. So, what, what might be some tips that you want, would could could give our listeners about traveling and traveling in Provence? What do you what do you see as helpful? <laughs> sure, I I think I was.
1: Raised traveling. My dad felt that was very important, like I said. And one of the things he really taught me was to meet people. That if you just go to a country and see the museums and you haven't met anybody, then you're really just a tourist. You're not mm-hmm. a traveler. And he would talk to anybody. He would stop the car and go talk to a farmer in a field in Switzerland. Um, even though he spoke no German or, or French. and they didn't speak any English, he would make a connection somehow. And so I've done that many, many times with his little voice in my ear, saying, yeah, just go talk to him. Um, And people are afraid to do that, but really that's what travel is about. Um, The museums will always be there, but to make friends, my husband and I now have friends all over the world, just because we start talking to people. So I, I think that's really my best tip.
0: So, I think there's this kind of old, I think it's kind of old school that the French are snobby or they don't like, you know, they don't like Americans. I think that's old school. I don't know. When I was there, yes. you know, I had, I'm, you know, I'm getting out my Duolingo or whatever, <laughs> trying to remember what I was going to ask. But right. I, but I even, you know, they there's some way to communicate. We stopped at a farmhouse. I'm a beekeeper, and we stopped, I saw a bee sign, a meal or something, and I stopped, and we right. kind of drove around this house. And they were very gracious, and Absolutely. I didn't get the sense that there was difficulty there or they didn't like us. I, I, I never sensed that once when we were there. They were always very gracious and happy to see us. So I don't know what your experience is, but I, I think that's kind of old school.
1: Very much I, I think that's an outdated thought. Um, Yes. I have encountered a handful of rude people who may not like Americans, but a that's most often in Paris, which, you know, if you go to one of our major cities like New York, you'll probably run into a few rude people, but, but once you get outside Mm -hmm. the city, it, it, just is not that way. People are gracious and interested, especially in Normandy and Provence. Those are the two areas where I've found people are just wonderful. Um, And and also the Alsace um, is another area where we just find the people extremely nice and they're interested in us. And one of the other things I do um, is genealogy. Mm -hmm. And so I have gone to several of the towns um, where my family has come from. I went to this little tiny town in the Alsace and talked to the archivist. And she was so amazed to meet somebody from America who had come all that way just to see where their great-grandmother was born. And she was so excited to show me everything. I mean, it's the idea that people are rude is just not... uh, It's not true, it's it's really not true. Other than the same uh, percentage of rude people you would find anywhere else in any place in the world.
0: Yeah, I, and I failed to mention at the beginning that your you uh, heritage is French, mm-hmm. and although we mm-hmm. say pellet here in America, it's Pelé there. <laughs> so, it is. I actually think you should just be Pelé. I think that's <laughs> lovely.
1: <laughs> I might, yes. I use that quite often when I make restaurant reservations there. Yeah. I use my French French pronunciation.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm going to encourage you to do that. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, um, I want to go back to the shop for just a moment because, um, thinking about something you said and that, you know, people may not know what they want to buy or, um, or they want to pause, but, uh, do you have, do you have gift cards? Do you offer something where maybe I just want to allow someone else to pick and choose what they would love to have?
1: Absolutely. That is the great thing about the internet, um, if you go to my website and search for gift cards, we offer them. You can purchase them in any denomination. You can send them by email, and the person gets a code to put in when they check out. You can do any amount you want. You can put a note with it. So, yes, absolutely. And I tend to get quite a few orders for those a day or two before Christmas.
0: Oh, oh my <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> When the shipping (laughs) deadlines are passed and Mm -hmm. people still need a quick Mm -hmm. gift, um, that's always a great one, or for any last-minute gift.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. because you'll be going soon, and there will be new things in the shop. Yes. (laughs) um, And one of my favorite things in the shop I do want to mention is... Uh, is the garlic grater, and I yes. know you brought some back this last time. Mm-hmm. not sure it was at my request, but I'd like to think so. It was. Um, because <laughs> I, I love garlic graters. I had started to use them, I guess, 10 or 15 years, a long time ago in a land far mm-hmm. away. And I love the little garlic graters. They're like a little dish, and they've got little teeth, and they're they're mm-hmm. not like the, the metal graters. And, right. uh, and I love the idea of, you know, you're grating this amazing garlic and here in Colorado we have a lot of growers that grow up to 18 different kinds of garlic and you can have this garlic experience beyond words so I'm just going to encourage everyone to go run to your shop and get a garlic (laughs) grater and I'm going to do a YouTube video how-to for you on that because uh, it's just magical of being able to play with garlic on the grater add a little olive oil and that is really all you need for an amazing sensory experience and eating, of course, with some bread or something. But anyway, I love your garlic graters. I love the styles you chose. They're just lovely.
1: Thank you. Yes, that's one of the things I do is before I go, mm -hmm. I send out an email if you're on our email list and ask for special requests. So I got this email from you saying I love the garlic graters. Um, I talk about them in my cookbook. So if you could bring some of those back. So yes, that was definitely you. But I i do take special requests as well or at least uh, i try to find
0: well that, that might give you just a little shopping list when you go you find it great <laughs> if not but i was just so excited because they're yeah. very hard to find and i didn't they are a, i did not one i did not one that w- did not want one that was not made either in france or um i had gotten some in italy or spain but mm-hmm. they're really kind of hard to find so i, yes. I love mine i'm so excited yeah so <laughs> what do you see next for the shop what do you see next for Amy's French Market?
1: Uh, well, I am actually somewhat happy with the way mm. things are, um, but I'm always looking to expand. I think the blog is probably um, the biggest thing on my list. Um, and also doing collaborations with some of the magazines. There's a website called BonjourParis.com mm. and um, they, I'm going to be doing a promotion Um, on their website, a collaboration, I guess. Um, And it's a great website, it's really fantastic. So I think just trying to get the word out more that we're here now that I've got the business set up to run pretty smoothly, just letting more people know what we do and that we exist.
0: Mm Oh, I'm excited, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm thrilled that you and I could collaborate today on this podcast, and I'm looking forward yes. to more collaborations, and I'm just so happy I found you. And you're in Denver. I'm just like so, this is so crazy. I'm here. <laughs> you're, 50 yes. miles, you're 50 miles away. I'm, I was just thrilled. I was like it was meant to be. Yes, so,
1: absolutely. Well,
0: thank you so much That's for it. joining me today and sharing... Um, Sharing the French market with us. I'm just going to encourage everyone to go out and visit. to So, give us your contact information, where to find you, and how to best reach out. Where all can we find you?
1: So, you can find the website, which is www.amiesfrenchmarket, but Amy is spelled the French way. So, it's A-I-M-E-E-S, Frenchmarket.com. And those are also the handles for my. Facebook page and Instagram at Amy's French Market. Those are the primary places. We might start a YouTube, the blog will be available through through the website when we launch that.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, we will put all those links in the show notes below. Great. And any, any last words you'd like to share before we close out?
1: I just think that positivity is a great thing and le- allowing that to not stop you from doing things when you have a positive attitude i would say do it if you're thinking about starting a business give it a try start small if you're thinking about traveling do it now's the time you know we think that things are always going to be there and i think when there was the fire at notre dame that was a real wake-up <gasps> call yes. i yes i how many people in their lives have said oh i'll go there sometime and see it and you know then you saw it burning <laughs> the ground Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that i think that was a little wake up call so yeah travel talk to people start a business and have positivity
0: absolutely well we're going to end this on a positive note thank you Mm -hmm. so much so that's a wrap for today we've so enjoyed you being with us i hope you learned something new got some inspiration and you are ready to move forward with your own new season remember we are living life at any age take some time to visit the other social media sites give us some feedback shoot me an email on facebook and remember until then stay safe and keep on living cheers